You are laid back. As laid back as a, you're not laid back, you're sat up. Anyway. No, but a laid back dude. We, we, we're already rolling, John. <laughs> Fair news. Hello then and welcome to episode 26 of the Garth Boo podcast um, with the uh, now very regular guest, John. How do? <sighs> Might be our last podcast for a while, John. What's wrong with Zoom? We could do Zoom, couldn't we? But, could do um, Zoom. There's no else to as do, of, is um, As of Wednesday, is it Thursday? We're into lockdown again, aren't we? Thursday, yeah. Don't we talk about that today? Nah. No, I'll tell you what, I don't want to talk about the, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about why we're locking oh, down and all that. I can go to conspiracy theories if you want. I want to look at this lockdown and what I want to talk about today is this concept that we have been gifted, if you want to look at it that way, with four weeks where life will be a little bit different and arguably for most people life will be at a very different pace. Yeah, yeah. So what do we do with those four weeks? Don't, don't dick about like last ones. <laughs> well, there's that. But that's that's really what I wanted to say. I wanted to look back to where we were when we were in March. Yeah. And sort of talk about how we felt when that came in. Because yeah. for you, that was different to me. Because we're going to put your professional photography head on and talk about how that you felt about that when that happened. Don't know if I brought it with me. <laughs> You've always got it somewhere, John. Yeah. You've always got it somewhere. <laughs> And then also I thought it'd be now interesting to think, well, what, based on what we learned in the previous lockdown in March, how will we approach this lockdown differently? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's there's a lot in that for me now because everybody's going to be, and th- this isn't just a podcast that's relevant because of lockdown. This is when you have faced sometimes with an opportunity of time. Yeah, it's it's a big thing. It really is. Like I, I dicked her out last time. <laughs> really did. Well, how did, you, how did you feel initially? Because you, you were... March for you is is obviously this, it's spring, yeah. And for you as a wedding photographer, professional photographer, where a, a good percentage of your work is weddings, yeah. You know, you must have been faced with that fact that one minute you've all these these jobs coming up, and next minute nothing. It won't good, like and yeah. First few weeks you just spent like dealing with brides, cancelling everything, postponing everything, dealing with like what what's happening. No one knew. So it, it was an absolute nightmare, to be fair. And then, on top of that, I had the homeschooling of my kids. So I had them four days a week. But then, because of my domestic arrangements and stuck with my mum, like, my ex was insisting that I wasn't allowed to look after the kids in my house, and I had to go to my old house to look after the kids. So, yeah, it's a bit mental. But we're not having any of that this time. But think, the schools are open at the moment, well, well, but the, I, I, yeah. I think give it a week and they'll be shot. Well, I mean, that that's, you know, for people with um, with that responsibility to decide upon. I mean, the, the one thing I, I, I must have thought, or well, thinking when you said that, is it also must have been an element of, there must have been a fear coming when you start thinking about the lack, lack of earnings. Oh, because, yeah, you know, I yeah. think it's, it, you know, there's no secret that photographers aren't the, you know, the the, the best paid people on the planet. You no. know, you very much work from job to job and you're very reliant. There's no residual income from a photographer. No, and particularly with weddings, like weddings, 80% of my income. So it's like, all right, what am I going to do? So, yeah, there's a lot of worry about that. But you you just like, right, let's just, there's no, you can't control that. I think so. a lot of people must have felt that because not only you're having oh, yeah. to manage the expectations of a bride, yeah, and 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 the upset she's feeling because she had to cancel her special day, yeah, while also having to manage the feeling internally that hang on, this is going to impact me financially quite yep. substantially, massively. So I, I mean, fun enough when when it came round the first time, I was almost, I almost felt I needed that time. I was a bit of a pivotal time with what I was looking at doing. And I felt that the four weeks in lockdown, which initially was going to be four weeks, and it went on longer. Yeah. 
I thought it was a time where I thought, oh, I get so much done. I know. I thought that. I was like, oh, yeah, look, I can do all this like stuff that I've been leaving for so long. And then Tiger King came. <laughs> and that, that it ran over. But it's funny how I think a lot of people did that. I think, a lot, if I'm completely honest, I did not take advantage of the first lockdown. No. I mean, back then, I think I'd done something like maybe 16 or 17 podcasts. I've not done that I'm not done that many and I thought I could get quite a lot done and I was going to concentrate on blogging and podcasting. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. none of it done. No, no. I, w- I was going to do like new website. I was going to like organize like 15 years of pictures. I was going to back up everything and it just I I did some, but I I were a little bit disappointed in like the amount that I did, but it was just my head was playing games. It was like Oh, what am I doing? And and then when homeschooling came in as well, that you know it was difficult, and I was I was exhausted by the time I got rid of kids. I was like, yeah. And then you beat yourself up for not doing anything. It's like I should be doing something, but yeah, you just had no motivation. And then I was surrounded by like Facebook groups with all these photographers going, "All oh, right, we need to. Uh, I need to get my deposit off this bride. You know, they want their deposit back." I was like, "You know what? Let's just treat people with respect. Like it's their wedding that's cancelled. Like just don't worry about well, like things like that." Again, what what comes out from my perspective, and if you think when I think about human behaviour, the one thing that happens in difficult circumstances always has been is the overriding emotion that fills people is fear. Oh, yeah. It's fear of lack, fear of losing out, fear of having nothing, fear, and there's a lot of fear. And I think the one the one thing about the first time, the first lockdown for me was I, I have to say I was disappointed. But that disappointed didn't register till probably about August when I looked back yeah. and thought, well, you wasted that, really. Well, I was exactly the same. I was like, I, was like, I had all this opportunity. I bought loads of courses. Still not done them all. Not not even finished one of them actually. So I was like, I bought this. I could have learnt that. I could have done this, and I've watched Tiger King. And last but the, dance. what's interesting about this, John, from a perspective of if you like person development, is this happens all the time. Yeah. But because we we specifically talk about lockdown, and it was more obvious, people do this all the time. Oh yeah. Because yeah. what happens is we get we all get them by the way, and. and Lockdown was the first thing that, as a that as a as a nation, certainly of our generations anyway, the people that are not old enough to remember the war, we were faced with having to solve a, the same. We were going through the same problem and the same challenge at the same time with everybody else. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of common ground, yeah. and that did come out with the clapping for the NHS and everybody being a bit kinder for about three days before you know the start of lockdown. <laughs> yeah. It soon waned, but yeah. it was always going to, yeah. because what ends up coming back in is this concept that. We'd all face this this challenge throughout our lives, even when we're in normal times, if you like, of having an opportunity, knowing it's an opportunity, having the decision to take the opportunity, mm. but still not taking it. Yeah, yeah. And it's the one thing that kind of litters the the the, the kind of flaw of of anybody that's involved, been involved with personal development. It can litter the flaw. These kind of what I call crushed opportunities or broken dreams, things that you had every intention of doing and never did. Yeah, and we spend so much time looking back and saying coulda, woulda, shoulda. Mm. What we have to do is draw a massive, thick line in the sand and say, okay, that's not worked. But what can I do now going forward? And it's surprising how many people never learn that lesson. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think this time is a bit different because we still have certain. 
people still working. Clearly, the schools are still there. Mm. What I did notice first time around was how almost well, not almost, absolutely overnight, everything stopped on the road. It became a lot quieter, a lot more oh, peaceful. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's it's mental when you're walking. You hardly saw anyone. No, nobody. So whether that'll be the same, I'm not sure. No. But I think I'm hoping that this this podcast will not just act as a, maybe a a few ideas for people. Certainly in the UK, I know if you listen to this in America or other parts, well, you may not be in lockdown like we are, or we will be. Um, certainly, if you're in Scotland, you won't be. And that's on our island. Um, but also, it's for, for it's not going to serve just as a purpose of what we can do in lockdown. This is whenever you have the moments when you look back and think, I could have done better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so what are you doing this? like? Well, do you know what I've decided this time? I've, I've made the decision that I want to to use my time to write. I want to write another book. Are, are you, you going to structure your day, though? Because I think that's what yeah, really Yeah, I mean, helps, there's, there's a couple of things. I mean, at the moment, I'm not running. I haven't run for about... Um, well, I've certainly not done any activity that our class is running for about seven days now. No, oh, really? Not been 100%. I know, thought I, my Strava were broken. No, 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 no. I just... I started to realise something, which I think it was an important learning to me. Because this not only is my 26th podcast, it's the first podcast I'm recording now I'm 50 years old. Now I'm a... Um, a, a, a mature person mature yeah but I did feel different when I hit 50 I felt very different I felt like there was a chance I felt older it sounds silly it really does I woke up on the, the morning after on, on my 50th birthday and felt different yeah tangibly different I felt like I just had this more of a kind of I'll tell you how much different I felt did you creak when you got up no 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 that was this morning um we we got we planned the day to go out. We we had to go somewhere and go to a, a shop, and then we were going to have a bit of a, a bit of lunch out. But and it didn't really pan out that way. The weather was garbage, and then in the afternoon I was just going to do nothing. But as you as, as I've told, well, you're here today. You can hear them upstairs, and hopefully they can't pick you on the podcast. I've got some plasters in doing some plastering working with the bedrooms, and it required some decorating to be done or undone. I had to take some wallpaper off. So my intention was to do that on Sunday, and just to do nothing on the Saturday. And I come back and I thought. What are you doing? Just do it, do it now. And it's your birthday, you're not allowed to do all. But, but I actually thought that's just again, that's a belief I don't buy into. So I thought no, just no, do I'm, it. So I'm like that, I was so. motivated to do it. I did it, and then ended up having this really productive birthday. You know, and I got some visitations off a couple of members of family dropping things off. It was nice, but there was a sense that I, I felt mature, and I could look at my life in almost a very. Um, Oh, so what I'm looking for, I could, I could step back and look at it from like a third person perspective. Ooh. No, it sounds deep, and and yes. but it was. It, I have to say this this was this was <clears throat> profound. So that's why I'm sharing it on this podcast. All right. And I thought when my life has been running smoother, there's been certain things in place, and one of them is more of a structure. So what I was doing was going out every morning and running. Yeah. Now, as of Monday this week. Um, I made the decision that I would go back to running, but I'm not, I don't physically feel right yet. No. I've no. not got the energy I need. If I feel much better today no. than I felt yesterday, and if I have another day like this tomorrow, but the minute I, I made the decision I'm going to start doing that, I start to feel like, oh, that's a better structure. Yeah. Um, and I think having a structure is important, but also having an intention of what you can achieve in four weeks. What can you do in that four week period of time that's realistic and practical? You could do a lot, really, can't you? So I want to write a book, and, and I want to concentrate more now on writing. Right. So it will open up the idea to do maybe some more interesting blogs. I want to try talking about some different subjects. I mean, if people listen to my last podcast I talked about, I want to start talking more about some subjects I've maybe not discussed as much mm. as I wanted to. Um, so I, my intention is to spend that time focusing on trying to create some written content that could potentially be book number two for me. 
Yeah. And the the other thing that I want to do in this lockdown is be be mindful of how I'm how each day I start. I want to be noticing when I'm drifting. How do, what what do I drift and what do I drift into? That's when YouTube goes on and your football game comes out. <laughs> My football game went out this morning. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> well, because I, I woke up this morning quite early and Sue had gone out. Plaster turned up. And I just thought, I can't get into anything now. I've got 10 minutes. And I do like that kind of playing the odd video game. And you know, It's not like I sit on an Xbox for eight hours a day. But I start to realise with that, it becomes a distraction from reading or doing something else. I've done a lot more reading recently. That's, that surprised me. Yeah. Because I haven't felt right. And, you know, I don't for one minute think it's COVID. It's just, I've, I, have, I just seem to have very low energy at the moment. And I it's think I have... Because you're getting old, Gareth. No, I... <laughs> I clearly had some cold-like symptoms that never really got to full, to to, to full blown. Right. And I, I I took the decision. I thought, you know, your body's trying to fight an infection that you've clearly gained. So you've got two choices: you can use your energy to fight the infection, or you can use your energy to run. Yeah. Now I know from past experience, if you run mm. when you're not hundred percent, yeah, then it weakens your immune system a little bit. Of course it does. So there's a bit of kind of trial and error with this. Plus, if I'm completely honest, I wanted to break the habit of running. Because we look at something like playing a video game and say, oh, that's a distraction, that's a dicking about, that's a waste of time. Yeah. But actually, what's running? What's that? Is that does that not become a distraction for you, me is the you, question I was asking. It can distract you, yeah. kind of. You, yeah. You can get obsessed, especially if you're doing your thousand miles a year and well, you know, stuff that you do. My, my decision was to say, okay... I've done my thousand miles, you know, having a week off is not going to affect my fitness. In some ways it might improve it. I did go walking last Sunday. I did have a little walk the other day with Sue. So it's not like I've done not, I've not, not, I've not been out of the house and exercised. No. But I think when you look at your, your, yourself moving forward and doing something, you have to ask a question, what am I being distracted by? Because sometimes we can actually hide something that's quite bad for us because it looks good. So, like, if for instance, like I know you don't you don't run, but you certainly do some walking occasionally, and you do go to the gym. Yeah. So, the, so the idea of going to the gym to to be fit is a noble idea. But if you go into, I, I do the, it for me, Ed. Right. To be well, okay, whichever way you do it. But what yeah. I'm saying is, it's like me with the running. If, if I am running because it's the right thing to do, it makes me feel good, gives me focus. But if I'm running because I don't want to look at the screen or I don't want to do some piece of work, yeah. or if I'm more obsessed with how many miles I've done, how many you know, podcasts I've maybe done, yeah. you can see how very quickly the things you intend to do oh, yeah. are distracted by something which on the face of it looks like a very plausible reason to spend your time doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, th- I, think that the, we, we, I think a lot of people treat this lockdown differently. The other thing I noticed as well on Sunday, because we had bodies come on on Saturday night, on the Sunday there was a real strange feeling in the supermarket. No bog girl. Well, no, it wasn't that. Quite the opposite. In the fact you could see people, they're clearly gone shopping on a Sunday. Yeah. And this is where I love my kind of um, takes on human behaviour. Because human behaviour is something, It's it's there's a science to it. Oh, of course it is. I love it. So I see people walking around there with, um, some of them with trolleys, some of them obviously with little hand baskets. And just looking at what were in the hand baskets, there were people putting like tins of beans in. Yeah. And, there, and there was like four and six packs of toilet roll. Yeah. Not 24, not 48. No. But just enough to know they're thinking, hmm, yeah. I don't want to be seen as the tit that's walked out of here with a trolley full of Andrex. Yeah, yeah. Um, but equally, I need, I to, need get, to get some. Yeah, yeah. So what we've done actually, which is a really strange thing, and this is how I think social media and, and the press can work, is 
if you legitimately needed to buy some toilet roll on Sunday, yeah, and you legitimately needed to buy twenty four because you have a big family or a big house, whatever reason, yeah. straight away you you're not going to do that because you feel oh, I'm going to I'm going to look like a oh, yeah, the yeah. lunatic here. I'm the one yeah. that's stockpiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's funny how our behaviour is affected by what we think other people will think of us. Yeah. And that's why, in fairness, we do things and we commit things in our own head and don't do them because we've not told people about it. Mm. So part of what I'm, I'm hoping to get this podcast is, one, I've told you now that I want to start writing a book. See, it's accountability, that, isn't it, now? It, it is accountability. I'll be uh, shouting at you. But now. also, I've told the people on who listen to the podcast about it. So in a way, I've given voice to something I want to do. Yeah. With with. You know, in the day you can turn around and see end in a book, what are you going to do? You know, yeah, lock me up. But having that extra level of accountability is really important. And I think if people are looking to make some difference in the next four weeks and try something different or anything, any point after COVID, whenever, being accountable to somebody else has a huge impact on whether you will or will not do it. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So I think that's an important factor. Yeah. The other thing is, Initially sort of saying, I'll do a blog every day, a podcast every day. Straight away, I should have known from past experience, that's an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. Because the is. thing with this, it's like today. I mean, when you sort of said you would do a podcast this morning, because you're not here for podcasting, we might have a little chit-chat today. And, and I thought, well, I had this podcast with John not so long ago, and it's another one. And straight away, I'm thinking, no, it's a good opportunity. I've got you're bored of me. No, bored. I'm trying to... Me, I want to make this one different today because I think there's a, there's some learnings here we both have. You you you're very you're very good at kind of you're quite comical. You like it laughing and joke and all that. But I best. think I think you have got some some valuable knowledge to anybody who's listening to this that might right now be a little bit fruitful of what this next period of time from a work or a business perspective can make. Because you know, like you said, that you're having to manage the expectations of your brides. But yet, you know, you're, you're also having to manage the expectation of yourself. Goodness me, where's where's the money coming from? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's nobody, and I don't know whether you could buy into this furlough scheme or whether the government throw any shekels at you. I, I got I got a couple of quid, but not right. But so what I'm saying is, it's there's a lot going on, and sometimes I think what people they shouldn't need to hear this, but I'm afraid we do because you have to learn to not think this way. Is sometimes we're looking for other people to give us some kind of um, justification of what we're doing. Somebody give us advice. What yeah. do I do next? <clears throat> I haven't got a clue. Yeah. It's like yeah. me, we're writing this book. You know, I could spend the next two or three days looking how to write a book, buy a book on writing a book, get somebody to coach me on to write a book. I'm thinking, all I want to do is create a concept for what I class as my version 2.0 of my coaching. My first book, Taking Care of Yourself, was about what I'd learned to stay sober and what I realized I'd done to be reasonably successful in business. Yeah. This one is about what's happened in the six years since and bringing those two together. Right. Because although now I don't have the business I had six years ago, I think I'm a more level-headed, rounded, and more effective human being. Is there going to be a chapter on football games? There will be effects on effective games, absolutely. <laughs> because it's important, it's important we play. What about tidying up? Always something on tidying up. Because that's distraction, isn't it? We all it, do that. It can be, if you. But again, you can't be contrary for contrary's sake and say I'm not going to tidy up, because that's a distraction. Actually, this is the truth that most people don't want to admit. You already know what's a distraction. Yeah. And you don't need to be told. 
No. There are times I come into this office, which is in decent order today, and I like to keep my office tidy down here. Because mm. for me, this is a this is this place has a dual purpose. One is I feel very calm down here. Yeah. The other thing you've noticed is, unless I told you, you wouldn't really know what time it is outside because I can darken this place up so it looks this. It looks the same whether it's first thing on the morning. I, I never know what time it is. <laughs> I lose hours down here. I do, and, mm. and and that in itself is is part of the reason I wanted to an environment that was consistent. So the only thing I can change in here is the lighting. I can make it lighter if I want to be a little bit more wide awake or I can darken it if I want it to be a little bit more kind of uh, mm. laid back. So keeping it tidy is important because what you don't want to do is have clutter because clutter creates chaos. Yeah. And the one thing I always say is if it, it can be a distraction, yes, if it's used in- incorrectly. But if you can spend some time putting your shit in order whether that's your, the way your house looks, the way your wardrobe looks, the way your car looks, the way your hut looks, it creates order, and with order comes structure. Mm. And, and order and structure are under those, they can be put in that umbrella of discipline, yeah, which is vital. Yeah. Because even, even people that struggle with um, being organised can, can create an environment that makes them organised almost by default. Yeah. So... There'll be, there'll be a chapter on tidying up. In effect, it, it's a book that wants to discover more about maybe some of the things that I think are a little less practical in the sense that, the, you know, that they aren't a structure and a process and more about a way of thinking and, and a way of looking at something which which can be can be a little bit challenging for people to look at. I don't, I'm, I'm reluctant to use the word spiritual because it's not really that. It's, it's kind of in that arena. Spiritual-ish. Well, it's spiritualist. It's, it's, it's knowing yourself and being honest with yourself. And I think some people struggle with that. That's why I think a lot of people, even if they didn't give voice to it and admit it, they know that they wasted that first four weeks of lockdown. I think most people did. I think everybody underestimated the challenge of homeschooling kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you what I think people underestimated. How hard it was to spend four weeks with your kids. Yeah. Because you think about it now. I had six months with them. Six months. I mean, you, mm. you, the last time you would have had six months with your kids... Well, when they were babies. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, I mean, I don't, I don't have my kids at an age where they needed looking after. They were at school and they were, they were with their mother. They don't live with me. But yeah. I have to say, when I saw people initially putting pictures on of, you know, like some seven-year-old sat next to the dad on a on a table, with a, he's got his laptop and the kids got his school books, and I thought this can only end in tears. This. Right. And I think a lot of people have struggled with the fact that even if you're in your twenties. And you probably won't have kids when you're in your 20s that are, that are old enough to be at school, but let's say you're in your 30s. The way the kids have been taught at school now is so different to when you were at school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're not a teacher. No. So you've, you've then got to try to do a full-time job. Yeah. And we know, because we do work from home, and people that haven't worked from home before will have had the experience, hang on, actually working from home, you don't, it's harder. It's, yeah, it is. Because they expect <clears throat> to be on your laptop all the time. You yeah. know, you're always, you can't turn off. Then you've got to try to teach some kid algebra. At the same time, you've got your missus Fractions for me, blooming fractions. But in effect, that's what it causes, John. It causes fractions, fractious yeah. behaviour. Yeah, so I think it good. was a challenge. And I think the one thing people had last time, which gave them some kind of ability to think, oh, yeah, well, at least there's something is, you could go out in an evening for a walk, you had the weather on your side, yeah. kids could play in the garden. Yeah. That's not there this time. No, no. So I think we're going into a more, what I think is probably a more challenging time, yeah. but crucially. Well, it We've got if, more information. If school's shut, then, you know, if if they stay open, then that's great. I'll get loads done. If not, then back in the same boat. 
But, but, but that comes to our discipline of, of with your kids of like anything, it's about recognizing your priorities, the things that need to get done and following through on that. Oh yeah. And, you know, I have to say, I mean, I'm, I, I, I was always a very different parent. I wasn't a particularly, um, I must say a friendly dad. That's the wrong words. It's not like I'm non-friendly. I never mollycoddled my kids to the stage that I didn't, it wasn't all about fun and enjoyment. I recognized my role as a parent was to ensure that when they got old enough to enter the world, they would be somewhat safe and know a little bit. Mm. Um, so to be constantly playing with my kids is something I never did anyway. I had spent time with them and I did spend time with them, but I was always very clear when I had things to do because when my kids were younger, when my kids were your age, I had a business to run. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, I had a decision, which I think is still right, was still the right decision for me. So look, I have a business to run. Mm. And the reason I run that business is so you lot don't have to worry about a roof over your head. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully, my kids are in a position now where they will never have to, even though I don't live there anymore. Yeah. The house is, is not that he's paid for. And I made that decision. That was a, a big factor in my working that, like I did to ensure my kids at least would have somewhere they would always be able to call a home. Yeah. So I think it's about having the discipline to say to your kids, right, between these hours, I'm not available. Right. It's about having the structure. Now, that's not always possible, but yeah. actually it's probably more possible than you think. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is if you can if you can be focused on your work, I know this from a fact, having employed people, having been employed myself, you can probably do in two or three hours what people stretch out into an eight day work an eight hour working day. Oh yeah. Easy. I saw it myself. I mean it's funny, I used to give my staff the chance to get the work done and go home, so job and finish. Yeah. And it's surprising how time many times a job and finish was different to paid per hour. Yeah, yeah. Because if I said to them, look, you're all getting paid eight hours anyway, but if you're getting done in six, you can piss off. Yeah, yeah. They get it done in six every time. Well, of course they would. Now, arguably, if you were a really hard-nosed boss, you'd say, right, let's make that six hours now and add more work. I never believed in that either. No. I believe people should be blessed and benefit from working harder yeah. as a team, getting things done, than getting them two hours to themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got bollocks. Well, not bollocks, because I wasn't in a position then where I was getting bollocks, but I worked for the company, and I went to a place to, to do a job for another part of the company the, the guy who managed the warehouse at the time was on holiday and, and his staff I said well, if you finish this you can go home and they finished about three o'clock and they should have gone home at five or six and they won't leave really what will Andrew say yeah what the fuck Andrew says he's not in charge today. he's here he's doing something I don't know he's doing having his nails done I said you <laughs> are all going home yeah. and I said to him I said you can't and, and it, when I came back this guy this Andrew well, he was a strange character God love him and he sort of said, you know, you shouldn't let them go, man. I said, well, what motivation have they got for working in the harder if there's no benefit to working harder? No. I said, you know, I said, and, and, and I got into this bit of a rant with him at the time because I said, you know, these people come here to do the best job. They've done the best job and they've won themselves three hours. How more likely they are to work harder now when you need them to? Yeah. And that's something I think we can all be mindful of is organising our time in a way and understanding our priorities. And I think what some parents have got the habit of doing is putting themselves or the the kids before themselves. That's what I do. Well, I have right. to say it, it's one thing you have to be very careful about doing. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to ensure that your stuff's getting done, that you're where you, you need to be and fit in that way around. Mm. I see a lot with, with mums particularly who look after kids more than dads maybe sometimes. They make themselves poorly with kids and then all of a sudden they're poorly. Then how good are you can you look after your kids then? Yeah. So I think we're challenged with this because there's a, there's an element of us believes it's our duty to do this and be this, be the play. You know, let's play and let's make it fun and all that. But if you've got a job to do, you got to get that job done. Yeah, yeah. And I think this time for me, it's about saying right, 
I want to write a book. So before Thursday comes along, we're only on Tuesday. I need to be specific. What does that look like? How much of that book do you want to get written? Right. So let's say you, you have an arbitrary figure of 20 chapters in the book. Okay. 20 chapters. How many chapters do you want done by the end of lockdown? Right, right. Now, if I say 20, that may be unrealistic. Yeah. If I say three, I'm probably going to be under yeah, you know yeah, it's, it's not enough so would it be th would it be happy could i have to say i could do two a week could i do eight chapters right now if i could do eight chapters in that month that's november mm. and arguably december might be eight and that becomes 16 and then i've got four to finish off in january and i can i can get it put out in in spring which is when i want it to come to um to publication right so if you're going to do something in this in any time you have, whether that's a lockdown, a holiday, time you took off, be very specific about what it is you want to do. Mm -hmm. But put some figures to it. Right. That's the practical side of it. Yeah. Now, from, a, from another perspective, is you have to focus on that, what it looks like when you've completed it. So you've got to visualize that, what it looks like when I've finished this. Right. Like you with your website. You yeah. didn't wake up one morning and just think, oh, let's replay my website. You had an idea in your mind what the website wanted to look like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I just wanted it simple. But unless I'm mistaken, it's exactly what you wanted. Because every time you showed me a website, it looked like that. Yeah, no, no, that's what I wanted. So yeah. unless you know what you want, you never know you're going to get it. No. Which, which again is right old school coachy bullshit. Yeah. And it's old school for a reason. It's true. Yeah. Visualize what you want. Be very clear what it is. Old school is new school. Wow! Look, whatever it is, old school is new school. <laughs> I've said it before. The difference is. If you old school is a funny thing when people talk about old school. Do you spell it with a K or a C? Always with a K. Aye. Old school. Good lad. I always think, even if we go back to what we call old school, it's done in a more modern way. Yeah. Because things change. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is to look at what about the old school we liked without trying to go completely back. Otherwise, you end up like somebody like you see them walking around Wakefield sometimes, there's a couple of blokes. They were clearly teddy boys in the 60s. Really? Still dressed like teddy boys. My dad used to be a teddy boy. You know, the same thing, like beetle crushes on, they've got all their hair thingied back, and they must be yeah. in the 60s now, these boys, maybe even 70s. Oh, yeah. And you think to yourself, that's not old school. That's just living in, the, that's living in the past. It's vintage. So it's good that we look at the past and say, yes, there's a lot we can learn from it, and it's old school what we're doing in the fact, like using a pen and paper. Mm. But you're not doing it exactly the same way, because bear in mind, pens and papers have moved on a bit. Books are more effective. Paper's better. Pens are better. Yeah. So what we're actually saying when we say old school is we're generally talking about an attitude and a belief. Do you not use a quill? Do you know, I, I once got bought from a friend of mine. He bought me a, a pen, a, a fountain pen. And I started right with a fountain pen for a while. And I know some people who do right with a fountain pen. Yeah. But then I realised it, 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 I didn't like it. It's nice to do it occasionally. Yeah. But I thought, this feels a bit poncy. It is a bit poncy, isn't it? When I can buy a pack of Bics yeah. that are really good at writing. Can't diss a Bic. You can't diss a Bic. So oh. what I realised is the reason, do you know why they invented Bics? Because people were fed up with fountain pens. Yes, yeah, exactly why they did them. So what we're saying is, oh, let's go back to, to using a pen. When we actually created something very effective to solve the problem of ink leaking, running out, and scratchy paper. Yeah. So I think old school is that kind of attitude, which is there were certain beliefs and things we did I think when I reference old school, I also talk about maybe being a bit less techie. Yeah. So for me, when I go None old school... None of this school, social media like. 
I mean, look, John, we could fill an entire podcast with our disdain <laughs> we, we for usually, social media. We usually do. So, but let's, you know, ahead. in my new mature fifty-year-old approach to things, I'm realizing there's nothing wrong with social media because let's look at what social media is. It Have is you a, said when I were a lad yet? When uh, I'm never saying that. <laughs> no. I'm never saying that. I'm yeah. never saying that. Social media is just a place to share your views with other people that might want to look at your views. In and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that. No. What's wrong is our behaviour with social media. Yeah. So I can't talk for everybody because to say it's rubbish is not true because it was very pleasant to get some message on my birthday from people. I did feel quite special. And I like to message everybody on their birthday. It's difficult because a lot of them don't have it on, but some do and always a birthday message Mm. because I think it's a nice thing to do. But what I will say is, it's not it's not my approach to social media. It's my approach with this wrong. Yeah. So when I kind of go old school, I'm talking about dropping, just come off offline, yeah. get a pen and paper, maybe a book, and just sit there for two or three hours, coming up with an idea and the thoughts and letting something muse. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we value enough at all at the moment time to just be yeah. and see what comes up. Yeah. So when you're writing your book, are you using your pen and paper or are you what, going to type it? What, I've, what I'm doing is I've got the way of doing it. It's up, I've got a few titles um, for chapters um, that might have reference to certain things that, that are nearly like it. So th- there's going to be one. Are they all like songs? There could be song titles or sayings. Yeah. You know, something like that and uh, maybe a twist on something. So what I tend to do with the pen and paper is look at the the title and then some little bullet points. Right. So I tend to make bullet points and notes, but then I do all my writing on a on a on a laptop. Yeah. But simply because I'm not a particularly good writer, as in I struggle to write for a long period of time. Yeah. I find my hand hurts because I don't do it enough. And secondly, I don't write well enough. And it all has to be put onto a an, an electronic document anyway. Yeah, it's true. So it's like you. I mean, you know, you, sometimes it, you just require a bit of time. Maybe you do it with your um, your pictures. Well, you don't want to distract. You just want to look at your pictures, and and just you know muse them. Well, especially when you're doing your editing. Yeah. So uh, you can't edit while you're playing on a game on one hand and you're looking at YouTube or other and doing all this. Hey, Sometimes I you can, need to be I can multitask. I've got multiple screens. <laughs> multiple screens. <laughs> no, but no. I, if I'm in editing mode, I turn any email off, I turn any social media off. I, I put my hood up. Sometimes my headphones on and get some tunes on. And I, I get in zone and I have to do it. And do then, you look like the Emperor from uh, Star Wars? Oh, proper Emperor. I've, I've got good up today, actually. Um, and a, another thing I use as well, this is, this is quite culture. Um, when I'm editing a wedding, because a wedding takes a bit of time and a bit of concentration, I use the, uh, is it Pomodoro technique? Yeah, so many. Um... So I, I set a timer for 25 minutes, but I also make a note of how many pictures I edit in that period. And then my timer goes off, I have five minutes, then take, take my note again. And then I, I try and keep, stick to that. So um, I was doing it over there. It's like, I was doing like average 130 pictures in like each 25 minute interval. So you can fly through it. Like, but well, you have to be focused. You really. have, but but all, all, all a lot of our problems come from lack of focus. Yeah. And also, I think... When, when people, like now, if people are struggling, when they take time off, we normally take time off to do one of two things. We take time off to either deal with something, like some people like take time off to do a house, decorate it or something. I know people that take time off for that. Yeah. Sometimes it's to relax. 
And I don't think we know how to relax properly. We no. assume relaxing is doing nothing when I think relaxing is doing something that makes you feel stimulated more than relaxing. I think sometimes you, you can be generally quite exhausted. Oh, absolutely. And if you're exhausted, yes, it is only right and proper. You take some time off to, yeah. to chill. Yeah. Well, uh, but there's also that bit that if you were just going to sit at home and watch Netflix with time you've got off, well, this is your time. Yeah. I've, I've said this before. In fact, I'm sure I've said it on podcasts before. You go to work for eight hours a day or run a business for eight hours a day and there'll be people out there who have got been saying, we don't work eight hours, we work 16 hours. Well, there's a, there's another something there I'll mention in a second. Yeah. But you have got to do that and you go there and you spend your time there. And then the best thing you can do with time that's your own time, that you're not paid for, it's all your time, is to sit there and do nothing or just wander around the shopping centre. You need a bit more vision than that. Yeah. Because you have to have something that's stimulating you. And mm. something, so I find for me, the one thing that a class is really old school is when I get out walking, get out into nature yeah. with my thoughts, always carry a little pen and paper with me. And if I have any kind of little inspirational ideas that come up for a chapter of a book or a podcast, I write them down. And that's something I've only started doing this year. Actually, arguably, I'm doing it more since I've talked to you about doing um, using a notepad. All right. Because yeah. I knew <laughs> that a notepad would work for you. I, and, strug- I still struggle with that. No, but, but, but like anything, it's a practice. This is the thing that people don't understand about improvement. My head remembers lots. Sometimes you'll 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 learn something one day, and you will you will do that for the rest of your life because it's a good idea, and you just get it instantly. Oh yeah, people do that. Yeah. A lot of stuff, though, the majority of stuff you do in self improvement takes a long time, and in some cases you can seem like you're further away from where you were before you started. Sometimes think, mm. I'm not going nowhere. In fact, I'm going backwards. You're never going backwards. Right. You've got to trust the process. So, I think it's really important that you spend time. Um, doing something that stimulates you, know, and if that's whatever you enjoy doing. But don't tell me watching EastEnders or Coronation Street is your hobby. If that's your hobby, you need another hobby really quickly because that's just the equivalent of bubblegum, chewing bubblegum. It's ridiculous. Back to this idea of people working 16 hours a day. If you're working 16 hour days in your business, you're running your business wrong. I'm sorry to say that, but it's just a fact. You need to set yourself up so you get more than enough time to relax and rest. So mm. when the rest we have normally is I'm going to sleep. Yeah. But I've seen it before where business people just rule themselves ragged. And oh, there's yeah. a popular word out now which does me tits in. Hustle. Hustle. you got to hustle. It's all about the hustle. It's Gary V. Well, he's got, Gary V brought it in, but even Gary V is not that silly. I think even Gary V would recognise you need a bit of time off. Oh, yeah. But to be high octane, 100% all the time. And that's why I have a lot of problem with some of these motivational business gurus. Do you? You've never mentioned that, Have I Gareth? never mentioned that? Well, I'm, gonna, uh, well, I'm never not going to mention it again again now. Because it's too much. You can't be pumped up and motivated all the time. You're missing a massive element of what we need as human beings. You need to be stimulated. We need to have a plan so we've got some structure and discipline. And we need time sometimes just to be silent. And we're not doing enough silent stuff. And I think having that time in silence and reflection is what we're missing out on. And that's what I'm saying as I start to move more into my you know, next 50 years is to talk more about that. You have to be silent. You have to sit there with your own, your, in your own company, just feeling into what, what's important to you right now. What do you do? On anything you're doing, you should take your, yourself to a place to sit silently. It can only be 10 minutes. What do I do in this case? What's the next course of action? Mm-hmm. Instead of constantly, constantly doing. Yeah, yeah. The problem people that are doing is eventually you run out of speed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like a car. You yeah. run a car, never have it serviced. Never change tyres, never dealt with it, it'll break down. Yep. Body's no different. Yep. And in, and the one thing we've got to be really careful of right now is the body side breaking down is obvious, you're exhausted, it's your mental side that people are bad at at the moment. Oh, yeah. 
And I put that down 100%, 100% to the the social media situation. Yeah, People are yeah. fucked up by spending too much time looking at dumb shit online. Oh, yeah. They're not doing, if you've read that, we've talked about it before, I've talked about it on a podcast, a social dilemma film. Not because you're stupid people, it's because you're hooked on it. Oh, yeah, it's, addi it's addictive, isn't it? Ridiculously addictive. So I think there's something about using any period of time. So these next four weeks for me saying, right, I want to get outside again. I'm, I'm not precious about whether it's running, mm -hmm. but every morning for half an hour, go outside, get some fresh air, connect with the nature. Yeah. Then have a period of time when I get back in some self-reflection with my notepad. Yeah. See what comes out. And then providing there's something that comes out, I'm going to challenge myself to say, right, write some words. And I think I'm going to do what you're talking about there. I'll think, I'll do this for a couple of days to see how many words I'm getting done a day. If there's something coming out, just yeah. enough. But you don't want to put too much pressure. No, I, d I do that because I know that's the best way for me to kind of edit a lot of pictures. No, I think I think you have to have a pressure to, to um, do so much content. So, so many words you need to see what your, your speed's like I, I think it's difficult though when you're being creative like for me editing a wedding i'm not really being creative i'm just i know what needs to well be done arguably neither am i because what i'm doing here is once i know what the topic is all oh, right okay yeah. then it'll flow it's the same with the podcast i can spend quite a long time thinking about what to talk about but when i know what i'm talking about it rolls out quite well easily. that's why i just like did it today just like let's do a podcast because you weren't ready for it and i thought well, we'll just talk, talk nonsense well, we'll see what I, happens. You know, but this has been something I've wanted to talk about for a while with you because I think sometimes we do get in the habit of talking about stuff, it's funny and all that. I think there's a more serious tone every now and again required because you can talk about something serious in a jokey way. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, we do laugh about social media and stuff, and, and but, but I think it's a problem. Right. And I think we've got the habit, if we're not careful, of going on there and judging, certainly in lockdown, how we're doing regarding what other people are doing. Yeah. I mean, I think the first time in lockdown, people, a lot of people were doing were baking, there were a lot of blokes taking up bread oh, making. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, they were in our bread in supermarket, and yeah. that became a thing. And Yeah. So I think if you're going into this next one, you know, do not look and say, well, I messed the last one up, I'm bound to mess this one up, because you don't want really to tell yourself that story. No. Set yourself something that's tangible, that you can complete, something you might want to learn. And maybe, maybe that's the chance now to look at some of these areas that you do struggle with. If you do struggle with managing your time, this will be highlighted again through another lockdown into work from home. Oh, yeah. But also, more than anything, monitoring where your head's at. If you're starting to feel like I'm drifting, oh, I don't feel right. If you start to feel yourself spending hours on social media, feeling bad because somebody else is doing something you're not, yeah. that's the time to turn that thing off, get yourself outside, and even if not outside, in some silence and sit down and start to go within. Yeah. I'll watch, I'll watch Tiger King. Fuck Tiger King. <laughs> that is an absolute waste of chuffing time, that wanker and that cattle basking. <laughs> I, I mean, I watched it. Do you know what? I didn't finish watching it because I just thought, why am I wasting my life over this? <laughs> Listen, me and you have both watched it. You've watched it already, and I've watched it. This thing called The Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Now, that I liked. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was interesting. It was a bit, it was a bit, um, kind. I, we, I ended in two episodes a night. So I ended up watching it with three and a half night. Yeah, because I, I thought it's about mm. a film. And that was at the time I won't feel 100%, and I thought, I'll watch a bit of this. We, we just went to bed a bit early and watched them. And I enjoyed that programme, but I'm very careful because somebody says to me, oh, you need to watch Breaking Bad. I'm thinking, hang on, how many, how many episodes is there? Yeah. Don't tell me if there's like 50, 60 episodes because I don't want to get into it. No, I've done that before. Now I always see how many series there are. I can't do it. I mean, uh, I love this. I'll tell you what, another good one, there, the Medici's. Do you? The Medici's. Masters of Venice. Try it, John. 
Don't. I'm, see, I'm, I'm, I, this is like me telling you not to drink then giving you the bottle of wine. <laughs> right, don't, don't go. <laughs> don't do it. Don't get into the Medici's. It's way too good. Medici's. How do you spell it? <laughs> M-E-D-I-C-I or something. You'll you find it. Medici's. Masters of Florence. It's a very good film. Or a very good series. So I, I try not to get into that. No. And and so what I'm trying to do now is recognise what's given me a lot of joy in the last two weeks is spending more time reading. Yeah, <laughs> my reading's got quicker. Mm. I'm more comfortable reading now. Um, and then what I'm trying to do is read the books that I probably wouldn't have read. So I'm going back through a few of my old books now on psychology, which are a little bit more kind of difficult to read, and then bringing in some new titles. So I, they're just stuff that I find interesting. Should read photography books like me, where there's no words. Just look at pictures. Again, if you're watching a book, I love to watch, read books with pictures in because I like to, especially photography books. And, you know, John brought me a little gift today for my birthday. It's a, it's a book. It, it says it's a coffee table book. It's actually the size of a coffee table. That's right. It's as heavy as a coffee table. It's a good book, is that? But to sit with that book and then muse the picture. It's what I've often said about art galleries. I once went to the, um, where was it now? The Louvre. Is that it? how they pronounce it in Paris? Paris. Somebody says if you what if you spend even ten or twenty seconds at every single exhibit in that place, looking at everything in there for twenty seconds, you'd been there for about three years. Really? There's so many. Oh, there's so many. I don't know. If it's millions. But there's a hell of a lot of stuff in there. Is that what Mona Lisa is? Yes. Yeah. Well, does, yeah. But I've always liked my art galleries, like mm. the Hepworth in Wakefield. You walk in. <coughs> A lot of white walls, one piece of art, one picture, and you spend time musing that piece. Because after a while, I remember, I'll tell you what it was, the, the strangest place I ever saw as a museum was the Vatican. There was, um, we're obviously the Sistine Chapel. Mm. Uh, you know, Michelangelo did that. Yeah. Well, anyway, Michelangelo. So we ended up queuing and you're going past all these things of, you know, this piece of pottery that's five million years old and this is that and this. And after a while I think, oh, Another Roman coin. Oh, yeah, another yeah, piece of armour. Yeah. Oh, another this. But when you go to a place where you've only got a few things to look at, yeah, then the question is looking at the art or the piece thing, go deeper into it. Uh, so it's... what is happening now, and again, I blame this on social media, we don't have any attempt to go deeper with something. We're always going wider. It's not knowing more about one thing. It's knowing a lot about a lot of things. Distractions. So See, like you... I'm crap with art. I can't do it. I go... Look at the state on that. Right. Yeah. Okay. This is next. The next time we get the chance to do this, when we're out of lockdown again and places open up like museums again, I will take you to an art gallery and I will show you the art and you'll see it in a different way. Because if you go to an art gallery with somebody who understands art and they explain it to you, it's a completely different experience. Right. And I'm quite well read on art and I've, I know a lot of art, especially the ones in Leeds Gallery. I've learned a lot about the art down there. I love art because. I'm wanting to know, you know, we're, we're both storytellers, to actually go and understand what was on that person's mind, what they were trying to communicate with his painting and what you see in it, it's really quite interesting. So Yeah, but if someone paints like a picture of a cucumber and you're looking at it, it's like, it's just a picture of a cucumber, right. isn't it? I, I don't, I don't buy into <laughs> cucumber paintings, right? I need to be a bit more specific here, right? I like um, modern art. I like the serial, the surrealist movement. Um, I'm, a, I'm quite a big fan of Picasso and his work. My favourite artist by a long way is um, Salvador, Salvador Dali. Dali. Um, there's one up behind you here, a Picasso on the wall. It's not an original. Um, is it not? <laughs> no, gonna, enough, not I'm going to have that on my way Yeah, out. well, no, but, but the interesting thing what he did there is those are paintings of animals and the challenge is to write them, or to, he drew them all without taking his pen off the paper. I know, you've done So 
I think I've told the podcast before, you'll everyone will know that, but no one knows what it looks like. You have to go deeper in understanding, and sometimes you 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 need somebody to help you see deeper. Mm. And I think this is the one thing that I've always been critical about coaches and things. A coach and a mentor's job is to is to have you go deeper, not come up with an idea and a different way of thinking. That's part of it. It's to go to understand at a deeper level. People are far too much about giving out. It's a bit like a magician showing you different tricks. Mm. What you want to do is look at one particular thing and go deeper with it. So that's why I'm saying if you're going into four weeks, four weeks is not a long time, but it'll go quickly. Don't set yourself up millions of tasks to do if you have four weeks that you've got to spend on something or you've taken a week, two weeks holiday. Be specific about what you need to do and try to do that one thing really well. So for me, if I can get 50% of a book written by the end of this year, I'm on target to get it published. Spring. In spring, which is really what I want to be at. The challenge I face is allowing this book to be written in a way that there's no specific rules as to what that book is particularly about. Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow some things to come out and share some ideas. So it's going to be a very eclectic mix. So in effect, I'm trying to put down some of the things that I think can can, can benefit people more that maybe they're not doing, but maybe wouldn't ever get a book on the subject that I'm talking about, if that makes sense. Makes sense, and I knew it were important because you turned round and you've. Uh... No, I've, t- I've turned round because I'm realising I've got a little bit of a stiff back because you're getting old. It's not. So I've got this chair <laughs> dipped back, and I can hear something clicking over here because I've got me. Some, I keep hearing clicking noise. I don't know what the clicking noises are. Probably me. Um, no, I don't know what it is. Now that's you. Stop it! <laughs> I'm gonna have some shitting post. <laughs> so. so I'm kind of ready for this next four weeks. You sound like you're ready for it too. Yeah, I'm going to be a YouTuber. A YouTuber? Are you going to start? Are you eventually going to do a YouTube video? <laughs> yeah, with a million subs. Right. Yeah. How, how many? So tell me, because so I've committed to you. I'm going to start writing a book. So come on, live on air. Um, what What are you going to commit to in these four weeks? What would you like to have done at the end of four weeks? I'd like to do one video. One video. Give me some uh, specifics. How long? Uh, I don't know. As long as it takes. No, but how long do you think it's like? Is it like a, just a short five ten minute video? Is it four hour video? Is yeah. it a feature film? Is it, is it Ben Hur? It'll be closer to five minutes than a okay. uh, feature film. Okay. Yeah. But again, like I said earlier. No, I just want to get used to kind of like doing it and setting it up and working it out and like working out how software works. And yeah, because I've got a lot to talk about, about lots of pictures. Yeah. So I just need to start somewhere. So. You have, you've thought about this a long time now. And I think it, I know. And I've it, bought enough kit. So but I, again, you know, I mean, I've done this, John, you know, you, you can sometimes spend so long getting the kit together and it's like that, almost like preparation. The, the one yeah. thing this becomes really obvious in is when people do it, when they when they get into a fitness regime, they go by the trainers, they buy some new sh- shorts, they yeah. get some socks and a top and a thing and a bag to thing carry is, to but I do, I'm not like that. I'm not a person, I usually just do it. Yeah, but you haven't like, with this, you've let this thing... I do, have. Because I'll tell you why, this is it. This I want because, it to be right. No, 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 it's because this is as far out of your comfort zone as you've been for a long time. Oh, aye. Because yeah. all of a sudden the man behind the camera has got to become the man in front of the camera. I know, it's horrible, isn't it? Well, no, but, it's, but it's, it's a practice. I remember the first time I did a podcast, the first time I did a video, and it feels very, you're very conscious because you're, trying to, you're aiming for perfection. Yeah. And yeah. that's why now the one thing I've often said about all these podcasts that people listen to, and none of these yeah. are ever edited. Yeah. I've never, ever gone to a stage. The only time I've ever done it is once I left, I had to go, I think somebody came into the house and I stopped it. Uh, and I, I went back and chipped a bit out, so it sounded like it. But I never, ever edit these. No, no. Because I remember somebody saying to me, you know, how do we go on about editing it? I said, we don't edit them. No. What do you mean you don't edit them? 
Podcast, no. you don't. Do yeah, you? no, but, the conversation. But, but a video, you do. A video is very different. But what yeah. I'm saying is, it, it's it's one thing that I, I always advise people on because I know this to be true. You have to do lots of them because you'll never feel right with the first one. It's oh, not yeah, that it's no, wrong. No, it's actually you don't feel comfortable seeing yourself yet. I know, and I, I know they're going to be crap at first, but if, well, that's if a bit I of a limiting just... belief in some ways. You, you, you've got to be careful of that, saying it'll be crap. So what it'll be is. What you get when you start is a starting point. Yeah. Now, some people can start at a really quite high level. Yeah. Um, I remember one of the first videos I ever did, and I did a bit of sort of editing on that one because I do edit the video. It looked really good. I did it in black and white. I'd taken some photographs. And I, yeah. It looked really good. And, I, and I, it took me a while to actually get that good again. Yeah. Um, but So I think there's something about opening yourself up to be seen, which, which can be very difficult if you're not used to being seen. Yeah, I know. But it's very also, there's an element of it which is very fulfilling when you realise that I can look at stuff now that I produce and I really don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't want people to read no, this no, stuff no, and no. think, oh, you don't no, care. No, no. I care. What I realise is that every episode we do of a podcast or I do whether I'm on with a guest, if just one person gets something out of it that they got some benefit from, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. And even if nobody got any benefit out, never listened to it, I got some benefit out of doing it. Well, we're wasting an hour, aren't you? So we've invested an hour. <laughs> invested an hour. Well, actually, the moment we've invested fifty-three minutes. Oh, there you go. So th- there's always payoffs, and there's always other benefits to doing something other than the obvious thing it is. Yeah. yeah. So for me, what it created is this ability to actually become comfortable speaking to a camera. I think it allows me to play with ideas and thoughts in my head and and see where it goes. Yes. Podcast with podcast, it could be more structured. Talk about points. I don't like that kind no, of information. I, I don't want loads of. But I know, I know some people do. Yeah, yeah. So again, what you've got to remember is you're not going to do any kind of work with anything that's creative. Is not going to please everybody. No, no. Because for somebody like me who loves Dali, the people hate his work. Yeah. yeah. And same with Picasso, always loads of rubbish. And Jackson yeah. Pollock, I mean, he's, he's massive. You know, throwing paint on a piece of paper. What's all that about? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, that's not what it's about. No. So it's very important that you become clear that you can only create content or talk about things that you have a passion for or yeah. you have an opinion on. Yeah. And same when you're doing your videos, you talking about your photographs will be your opinion and your thoughts well, on your photograph. Well, that's it, yeah, yeah. And I think people will be. And, and there's usually lots of stories as well within each photograph and but, but why you just have to put it, it out there. what happened. And, and what you'll find then is you'll find an audience, as these podcasters start to find an audience, of people yeah. that like that kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's Not it. for everybody, but then no, it won't, you know, what you're trying to be, please everybody all the time. You can't do that. Well, yeah, one million square subs. <laughs> so, yeah, YouTuber. Yeah, so, no, it's just, I, just, I just need to do it. I need to put, I need to do that. And, like, just concentrate on updating my blogs because I'm three years behind. So, yeah, there's there's a lot I want to do, but I think it's a good opportunity to do that now. I think so. And I think so if, I if need, you... I use, need to be challenged. You can hold me accountable. Then that's it. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think anybody listening, you know, if you take that time off doing it, make sure you know roughly what you want to do, what it looks like when you've completed it, and whether it's realistic. Yeah. Because we are, we are buggers as human beings for putting on unrealistic targets to something. Oh, no, mine won't be unrealistic. You know, so I, I, I think it, I'm looking forward to this one because I think we've also got the added, um, I think it's a blessing rather than a, than a, than a downside is we're not going to have the weather. We're going to have them longer evenings. And I think longer evenings are a time when you can actually do a lot more kind of planning and reflective work. Right. Because it's like you, you know, you like reading picture books. I used to like reading picture books. What I found is when I started to read things that were relevant to something I was interested in, I got a much deeper understanding of it. Because yeah. say you know a bit about it anyway. Yeah. So like some of the books I'm going to be reading, 
next on psychology. I'm, I'm really got interested. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in some of this stuff around words and words we use. That's there's a guy here called Milton Erickson, and he was very good at hypnotherapy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, in another four weeks' time, we should be able to talk and review our lockdown. Yeah. If we're allowed it. out. Well, we'll have to try. I, I think there'll be another four weeks after. Well, that. maybe, but if not, whatever happens, we can. We'll, at some point, we'll get the chance to review this Don't podcast assume. and see what we did, see whether I wrote my book and you did your videos. I think so. Yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. So, what's the rest of the day all for you, John? What's um, what's today got? What are you doing? How exciting? Don't know. Might go to the gym soon as well. I've got two days, and you might as well go and get it in. And then I've got to go pick kids up. See, the challenge that you see as well is now lockdown's finished. I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing. Now I'm not. No, I will commit to it. Go. On. I want to start doing a body weight workout on the morning. Press right. ups, sit ups, a little bit of yoga. Did some with Sue yesterday morning. I really enjoyed it. Right, um, it's quite tough. So that's something you could consider as well. I'm is, just going to walk, go for a walk with my little camera and take loads of pictures. Yeah, we that, can see that. that. That's my little exercise. But it's it's something I want to do. Just go for a walk around my local village and just document life with no kind of set goals or anything. It's just like. See what happens. You should if, go with that because if something comes of it, no, but, but do it for the reason that you enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk about this in another podcast probably this week because I've got another guest coming shortly. Yeah, the artist. I'll do Real. one then. I don't do one, but you know, <laughs> no. Well, the point I'm making is I've got one I want to talk about when I'm by myself, which is following that path of doing something you love. Yeah, where can it take you yeah. if you if you don't have to have it take you anywhere? Yeah. To yeah. go with that flow. Yeah, I like the idea of just like... Yeah, just go out with your camera. I've got no idea of what I'm going to be photographing, but I'm just going to go out and take some pictures. But I'm, I don't just want to like photograph like countryside. I want to get out, see some people, and just signs of lockdown or... I don't know. I'll see what happens. What, whatever floats me boat, I'll just go with light and composition. And Well, it will be interesting when it comes out. I'm sure it will, and I'm looking forward to just playing with my camera, to be fair. So, and listen, I'm right glad you got that because it's, it's brought you out of yourself using that camera. It's really, I've started to see you, how you've really started to look at the opportunities for that I've camera for you. Have you hardly used it? No, but yet. you've still got a lot of thoughts of what you can use it for. Oh, so even got, though you're not doing yeah, it, you're yeah. thinking it, and that's important that you've got it in your mind because then the opportunity will appear. Yeah, that's another thing I want to do is just like focus in okay. lockdown, just focus on getting some pictures of that camera. And if you want to see some of John's pictures, if you go to, uh, is it johnsteelphotography.com? Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely just dicking about here. Tell him what your <laughs> site is because she does some good stuff. JohnSteelPhotography.com is his brand That's new it. website. It's got a new look to it. Some fantastic focus. The, the blogs are really good. So The three look, years behind, but... Look, they're good. And <laughs> don't let me have him tell you. He's talking himself down here. Check out his blogs. Have a little look at what he's doing. He's some really good photographs. And if you are in the kind of Yorkshire area or even further afield, anywhere in the UK, he's available. He can travel. He's got a car. Um, if you do want somebody to do any photography for you, either from a business perspective or a personal perspective, weddings... He's your man. So check him out and um, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Follow him on Instagram as well. He's on Instagram. He's also got a Facebook page. But you will see some wonderful photos, some great ones on there at the moment from Halloween. He's got some of a photo shoot he did for a wedding fair thing and he's also got his kids on. Um, so check him out. That's is it. what I'm check saying. Him out. Check him out. Check him Aye. out. Thank yeah. you, John. Yeah. Check out GarethBoot.com as well. well. I always mention that. <laughs> I've stopped asking people to like to to should be liking and ringing a bell and subscribing no, and everything I'm, listen the one thing i'm i'm completely <laughs> going with now is this i'm following i'm doing what i love doing i'm going to continue to do what i enjoy doing for no other reason i enjoy doing it and the audience and and any opportunities that come from that 
will be greatly received, but I'm not forcing them. I've tried forcing it for five years, and it hasn't worked particularly well. So now I'm going to just let loose and see what happens. That's it. Go it far. Right. right. Thank you, John. It's been emotional. Until the next one. All right. Take care.